males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. With you this week is Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you with me here on the Great Man Podcast. So proud of the journey of manhood. Many of you are on the good things I'm hearing. Thank you for writing us. And by the way, thank you for supporting us. Many of you are starting to click on that button at greatman.tv and uh, support us as we are doing important things in the world. We've got a lot of cool things coming, a lot of announcements to bring your way. Thanks for getting behind us. Thanks for helping us. Thanks for making a difference. I want to talk to you right now in this podcast, this episode, uh, about something that is, you know, maybe a bit dark, maybe a bit sad, but sometimes we have to talk about sad things or tragic things in good times so we're prepared for them when difficult times come upon us. And I want to talk to you about grief. Now, Grief occurs for many reasons. It doesn't just occur because of death. Uh, it can occur because of loss. It can occur because of of uh, disappointment. Grief occurs. And I'm going to focus on death in this uh, episode, but I want you to apply the lessons that I'm talking about to all the various forms of grief. I don't need to tell you that grief is part of life. We will grieve. Good people do grieve. Only people who are somehow damaged mentally or emotionally don't grieve. Um, You're going to grieve. Grief is often the response to something not being there that should be or that used to be. Grief is something that's going to occur. Even even sometimes good things are laced with grief. I uh, remember I I had a profound college experience, uh, deep friends, loved them dearly, Spent an extra year at that university to be a, to be on the dean of men's staff. Loved the entire experience. Lifelong friends, transforming in every way. Also had some wonderful accomplishments that made it even more dear. And when I left, though it was, there was great victory in it, and it was the day after I, you know, after graduation and all that, hugging my friends, I grieved. <laughs> there was loss. There was loss in it. Uh, you grieve. You grieve the uh, moves. I've moved a bunch of times in my life. Grief, tears, change, wrenching, being pulled away. Um, grief, minor forms of grief, major forms of grief. But I, I want to say to you that especially in the Western world, and I will say especially in, in American society, grief is a bit of an embarrassment. Grief is a bit of a something you should get over. So let me talk about death in that context. I have had to bury a lot of my friends. It's just the way it was. I've known a lot of people. Uh, Some of them have simply died early, and the doctors said, well, it was their time to go. Uh, A few have killed themselves, not people I know extremely well, but a couple of high school friends killed themselves. Some have died of medical situations. Uh, one, One of my friends was simply on a Zoom call. This is maybe four or five years ago, and uh, just 
fell to the floor. The people on the Zoom call were shocked, started calling family in the town where the person lived, and the person had died on the Zoom call. Dear friend of mine, college friend. I could go on and on. I buried both my parents. I'm not saying I have, I'm more acquainted with grief than, than other people. Some people have lost children and, and uh, had tragic deaths of spouses and so on. I haven't had that kind of thing. But I've also been a pastor for many years, as some of you know, and therefore have done lots of funerals and held people as they died and things of that nature. And I'll tell you um, that one of the things that happens in American society and Western society is that people are eager for you to get over it. As soon as the death occurs, as soon as a great loss occurs, people start talking about when you get past it. This this will pass. They, it's, it, you get this sense that they want you to return to normal as quickly as possible. And I want to suggest to you that grief takes time and it should, that, that grief should be allowed for. I, as you all know, spend a lot of time in the Middle East, and I have uh, lost some friends in the Middle East and attended some Middle Eastern funerals. And uh, in the Arab world, for example, I like the fact, I think it's healthy. I mean, I certainly know that grief can be a show in any culture. Uh, and we have to be careful about that. But I like the fact that grief and effusive grief and public grief is normal. It's allowed. It's welcome. It's understood. And one of the cultures I most admire when it comes to grief are my Jewish friends. I've had a couple of Jewish friends in Israel die, and I learned from that that they don't even put the tombstone on the grave for a year. They bury the person, uh, and the grave is marked in some way, obviously, so it can be distinguished. But the actual tombstone is not put on the grave for as much as, and usually it is, a year. Well, what's that about? The process is almost, I mean, don't mean this coldly, but it's almost administratively incomplete. You haven't put the tombstone on there. You haven't finished the process. And this leaves it undone. It leaves it incomplete on purpose. You're allowed to grieve. You're allowed to think of the person during that time. You're allowed to let your emotions flow. We're not going to close this down. We're not going to put the body away and put the tombstone on there and go away and, and be expected to return to normal at the office on Monday morning. That's not the way it is. Grief takes time. Grief should be encouraged. I actually have told some of my friends, I want you regularly to go look at pictures of your father. If you have a recording of his voice, I want you to listen to it. I'm not asking you to wallow in grief. I'm asking you to give vent to your grief. I'm asking you to weep as much as you need to weep. I'm asking you to take time alone and think about your loss. And then, of course, what's going to emerge is you can start thinking about the good things. You know, I had a good father, you might say, and he took care of me and we did a lot of things together. I miss him terribly and I grieve his loss. But thank God for a good father. Thank God for these memories. Thank God for what's in me and what I can pass on to my sons, my daughters, my the next generation, those I get to impact. The good begins to emerge. And I'm not saying the good comes and wipes away grief. My mother died well more than 20 years ago, and I've teared up about her loss just recently. Grief continues. Grief is normal. Grief is how it ought to be in a life where there are things we care about, and yet, yes, they go away. Seasons end. Relationship ends. When I was growing up, as I've told you many times before, I moved a lot as a military brat, often every year. 
Oh, being wrenched out of those relationships. The grief was unbelievable. And my mother wisely uh, encouraged me to continue to grieve and honor those relationships. Call them, tell them you care about them. Be in their lives if you can. Of course, they fade away over time. You know, you're only six six years old or whatever, 10 or, you know, teenager. I mean, you're going to move on. You're going to find new friends. You're going to move to a new town. But don't just bury it. Stuffed grief, emotionally stuffed grief is damaging. And the Western world makes you move forward too fast. They want you to make progress. They want you to get beyond it. They, they want it to be a memory. Again, I'm not saying wallow. I'm not saying, you know, build some kind of weird monument in your soul to this that never, that never dissipates. Uh, it should gentle over time. You lose them in pieces, as a famous author once said. But the point is taking time for grief, letting it, feeling it, uh, making yourself feeling it. When I have, I I remember one friend and I could tell he had moved into kind of an unhealthy stoicism and I just knew him well enough to know he was shutting down and this was not going to go well. This was, I wasn't worried about him going postal on somebody, but I was worried about uh, you know, just him stuffing his emotions. And I, I, I said, no, we're going we're gonna to go sit here. We're going to sit outside somewhere. And I made sure I got him away from where anybody could hear. And uh, he lit up a cigar and I started asking about, about the person who had passed and asking stories. I said, tell me the funniest story. Tell me the saddest story. When did they hurt you? And I mean, he just bawled his eyes out. My goal was not to make him, you know, be weak and vulnerable in front of me. My goal was to make him feel his soul not to shut down, not to put Teflon over his soul, not to not to tell himself in the ridiculous way that we have in the Western world that real men don't cry, which is complete crap. Excuse my language, but it's complete crap. The silly idea that real men don't cry. Real men do cry because they have hearts and they care and they're passionate and they feel the things of the real world. So I want you to pay attention to your griefs. Notice that I use the plural word here. I want you to pay attention. You may grieve the loss of a friend. You may grieve the change of a season. I don't mean, you know, winter to spring. I'm talking about you've moved out of Texas and that job and left those friends. And now you're, you know, in Montana or whatever, and it's a whole different thing. You may never see those people again. That's grief. It's okay. It's understood. You have a profound experience on a, on a, on a trip, you know, maybe you've gone to Africa to help a village or something and you have a profound experience. And when you leave, there's grief, people hanging out on each other, crying. I was pretty close to uh, international student programs uh, growing up because of course, the way that our family lived and, oh my gosh, we would, we would know, know a guy, I remember a kid in high school from Turkey, his name was Sirdar Mutlu. And when he left and went back to Turkey after a year in our high school, we bawled our eyes out and hung on him at the airport and missed him. I'm telling you, this is the way it is in life. So I want you to remember our Jewish friends, and I want you to remember this idea of not putting the tombstone on the grave for a year. And I want you to be aware that grief should be allowed to run its course. It shouldn't drive us to destruction. I'm not asking you to, I'm not saying, hey, it's perfectly fine if you're getting drunk or you're beating people or you're, you know, you've distanced yourself from everybody because you're afraid of further pain. That's that, all that's unhealthy grief. But that's why we don't stuff grief. So it doesn't come out in unhealthy ways that we don't identify as grief. I want you to grieve what you need to grieve. I want you to grieve loss. I want you to grieve disappointment. I certainly want you to take time 
to grieve the deaths that you have known, which are the massive loss in this age. It's going to make you whole. It's going to make you allow you to feel. And it's going to allow you to honor. When I die, I want my kids to honor me. I don't mean they walk around chanting or building statues, but they have enough love for me and for what I meant in their lives that they're they're willing to be sad and, and talk about it in tears over the dinner table with the, my grandchildren or great-grandchildren, who knows what. That's, that's part of the honor of the experience. If you're not going to grieve, if you're unwilling to allow grief, then that you're unwilling to allow things to be deeply meaningful to you. And some of the people who are the most shut down are people who have not allowed themselves to grieve what's been lost in their lives. So this may sound like an unusual man talk, but men are the most likely to shut down post-grief, post-loss. You got to give time to it. Got to delay that process a bit. And don't listen to those who are well-intentioned, but are just saying, okay, come on, it's time to get past this. Or are you, are you, are you over it now? Or let's just get busy and, and, and stuff that grief. That's all destructive talk. They don't, re- they don't realize what they're saying, but it's all destructive talk. We want you to move forward. I want you to keep a little bit of that grief with you. I lost my father. I've lost some dear friends. I lost my mother. I'll never stop grieving, perhaps in ever lighter ways, but grieving those losses because those were huge relationships and I'm so grateful for them. And I'm never going to stop feeling a little bit grief, which is the same thing as saying, I'm never going to stop honoring. This, my friends, is one of the great arts of noble manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your man's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.